Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Up North Trip. Happy Friday the 13th. It is December 13th, and today we got a jam-packed show for y'all. We're going to be talking um, some football, recapping Thursday night football um, between the Jets and the Baltimore Ravens last night. We're going to do our pick'ems of all the Sunday slate games from 1 to primetime, and then also the Monday night um, action between the Indianapolis Colts and the New Orleans Saints. We also are going to preview UFC 245, probably the card of the year in the UFC. We have three title fights, so it's going to be an amazing weekend of sitting down and watching some sports, watching people beat up on each other on Saturday, and then watching my favorite sport of all time, football. So let's get right into it. To start, we have to start with the news going around the world of sports. To start, some hometown feels for us. I'm a Montrealer, and unfortunate news coming out of Montreal um, on December 11th. Montreal Canadiens Hall of Famer Guy Lapointe has been diagnosed with oral cancer. Very unfortunate news, but I felt like I had to speak about this because I am a fellow Montrealer and um, have been known of Guy Lapointe's career, his amazing career as a Montreal Canadian. So definitely some sad news coming out of Montreal. Guy Lapointe, I'm sure you will fight cancer as you fought when you played hockey. And if that's any uh, correlation to, I'm sure you will beat this. So all the best to you, Guy Lapointe. Moving on to the NFL, the New England Patriots. I don't know if y'all have seen this, but uh, I felt like I needed to speak about it. I know I'm a bit late to the show, but they made headlines um, at the beginning of this week a few days ago when they sent a team of non-team related. These guys had no association with the New England Patriots. However, two or three of these guys both had either Boston Bruins gear on. A guy apparently had a Boston Bruins jersey on. And the other fellow had a New England Patriots polo on. So these associates of the New England Patriots who were filming a documentary called Do Your Job, which is a documentary about the inner workings of the Patriots team, filming um, different people all around the team, uh, different parts of the staff, you know, um, the doctors or the personal trainers, um, even the people who, I guess, wash the uniforms, get all their equipment prepped and set up, um, probably even like security of the stadium over at uh, Foxborough. And however, the Patriots team, um, well, they apparently got fined for sending these people to go and film last week again, in the Battle of Ohio between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. And apparently this, these associates of the New England Patriots filmed, took a f eight minute video of the Cincinnati Bengals sideline, which uh, as you could easily see in the video, pointed out some uh, signal calls, um, different matchups on defense that they sent out, uh, different packages. So, um, you could you could all pretty much see this in the video 100% anybody uh, that has a brain can notice what uh, what the camera was fixated on and the film apparently the NFL has a copy of this as do the Cincinnati Bengals and um, 
with a team with a cheating uh, past. This is definitely some unfortunate news for the New England Patriots. Um, Bill Pelichek went on to his uh, radio sh show saying that um, him and the team had nothing to do with this. And, uh, you know, it's just it's tough to believe um, the Patriots because they have been clipped for tampering and cheating before, you know, Spygate, Deflategate whatever gate they they were also involved in so and it's unfortunate because you know the Patriots have to go and play the Bengals next week so it's kind of weird I don't know I feel as if this is a ploy for uh, just to spark headlines and put a fire into the Patriots team to say hey uh, the rest of the league thinks we're cheaters let's go show them that they're wrong and uh, we're gonna go win another Super Bowl so please, everyone, don't blow this uh, news story out of proportion and say the Patriots are cheaters and they're not going to win. They should be th this and that. And don't. Just don't do that because we don't need any more fire in the internal flame of the New England Patriots. So that's my few cents on this story. Moving on. The mo on to the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks and Sacramento Kings are set to play a game in prison? Huh? What the f- <laughs> I, I don't understand this. The NBA is just doing anything to get views right now. Um, apparently, ratings in the NBA are super down, uh, and a lot of people think it's due to there's no more super team, as the Golden State Warriors are all injured or, you know, Kevin Durant is away. So apparently, ratings are down. In the NBA, I don't know if this is a ploy to get people to be like, why are these two teams playing in a prison? But essentially, these games are set to be a part of the Represent Justice campaign, which aims to uplift, uplift sorry, narratives of hope and redemption in justice reform. So two NBA teams going to play in a prison. I, I don't know about this. Apparently, it's supposed to be a whole slate of teams going to play in a prison. But I don't, I don't know how this um, justifies prison uh, justice reform with uh, putting, you know, these NBA teams in potential danger with uh, prisoners around the area. I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't understand this um, represent justice campaign that the NBA is implement, implementing in their season this year. It's just a weird, weird news coming out of the NBA, um, you know, in the past couple of days. Other NBA news, NBA All-Star Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons was sidelined in last night's game against the Dallas Mavericks due to an apparent avocado allergic reaction. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I don't, I don't know. I felt like I had to speak about it. Um, sorry, Andre, Andre Drummond. I'm glad you didn't die of your allergic reaction to avocados. Um, uh, I don't know if you spend your time in California on the off season because, uh, you know, all Californians love their avocado toast. So, uh, I guess you can't take part in that. I don't know if it's, if he knew about it. I don't know if, um, you know, it was just a, a new allergy symptom that he's discovered, but, uh, all the best to you, Andre Drummond. Uh, yeah, like I said, funny story coming out of the NBA, weird news coming out of the NBA, but uh, I just thought I'd speak about it. Moving on to Thursday night football recap. 
which featured, like I said earlier, the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens leave the New York Jets in the dust as they win at home 42-21. to The Ravens have officially won the AFC North Division and punched their ticket into the playoffs. So good news there. Um, probably a lot of people's favorites to win the Super Bowl this year coming out of the AFC and, you know, keep the highlights coming for the Ravens. This team has been dominant all season long and uh, is going to look great in the playoffs. Um, I'm sure of it. Also, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback out there in Baltimore, also set the record for the most quarterback rushing yards in a single season, breaking quarterback Mike Vick's record of 1,039 yards set in 2006. So, Lamar Jackson... As of right now, with three weeks left to play in the NFL, two weeks for him, obviously he played last night, is is uh, pushing forward an MVP, a strong MVP consideration in the NFL. And I know I said earlier in my, uh, in my podcast, probably in like November, that I think Russell Wilson is the uh, MVP so far. But you know what? I'm flipping the script. I think Lamar Jackson has set his stone as the MVP this year in the NFL. He's just unstoppable. They've beat these high-caliber teams, San Francisco, um, you know, mar- all these marquee matchups that they have this year against the Patriots. It's 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 phenomenal what they're doing. It's phenomenal as a whole what they're doing. But Lamar Jackson for sure is the MVP in the NFL. I'd be really surprised. If they gave it to someone else, I know Russell Wilson has uh, a strong, you know, push as well for the MVP. But with the loss against Los Angeles last week, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. But got to give it to the kid, man. That that's who my vote would go for, Lamar Jackson. Moving on, we have to do the pickums this week in Week 15 of the NFL. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get right into it. To Sunday, we have to start with an NFC East showdown between the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Washington Redskins. Can Philly take control of the NFC East? We will see. I do believe they will because Dallas has a tough opponent this week. We'll get to that in a few. But Philly can, can take control of the East with a win over the Skins. And a Dallas loss that would improve them to 500. They'd be seven and seven. Dallas would move to essentially six and eight if they lost. So, Philly, man, it's it's in your hands. The division is in your hands. A pretty easy schedule along the way. I do th- believe they have to play the Giants at the end of the year. I don't know who they play in Week 16, but Philly, man, it's in your hands. I know you're suffering some injuries. I know you're struggling on offense. You got to get this done. It's in your hands. Moving forward, we got a battle of the AFC South. We have the Houston Texans taking on the Tennessee Titans, the hot Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill. It's it's been crazy what Tannehill has been doing. Six and one as a starter when he stepped in for the starting QB role, a place of Marcus Mariota. Yeah, like I said, the battle the battle of the top spot in the AFC South. They're both um, eight and five, I believe. Um, so in the AFC South, who's going to win? Who's going to be a top? 
I would love to see the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs, but I would also love to see Deshaun Watson in the playoffs as well. Listen, whoever, they do have to play each other uh, again. So this is not the uh, last time these teams will face off against each other. Week 17 will be the last time these uh, two teams face off and probably for the AFC South. So I don't know who I'm going to pick here. Um, and in the Philly-Washington game, I'm going to go with Philadelphia, of course, the Redskins. I don't know. They have been playing upset. They've won two games, but looked like looked like shit when they played the Green Bay Packers last week. So Houston at Tennessee. I think I'm going to give this one to the Tennessee Titans. Could be a shocker, um, but these two teams have been um, all over the place this season. But I love what Tennessee's doing as of late, so I'm going to give it with I'm going to give it to the Tennessee Titans. Moving on to another toilet bowl game against two horrendous teams. We have the Miami Dolphins traveling to New York to face off against the Giants. I don't know who's starting. I don't know if uh, Daniel Jones is back or if we get to see our boy Eli play another game for the Giants. However, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. The New York Giants just look terrible. Saquon is a... Um, shadow of what he was in his first rookie season so i'm gonna go with the miami dolphins moving on to the denver broncos taking on the kansas city chiefs i'm gonna go with the chiefs here although the denver broncos have been playing hot as of late the denver broncos with drew lock he's been playing very well the defense is as well stepping up but at the end of the day it's patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs Go Chiefs, go. Moving on to a NFC North matchup, we have the Chicago Bears traveling to the frozen tundra, Green Bay Packers. The battles, the battle of the NFC North. It's also Green Bay's last home game of the season, and apparently, this game is supposed to have freezing cold temperatures that. Uh, the Packers and the Packers organization is going to be handing out hot drinks all game long in Green Bay to keep everyone warm. Um, when I went there in September last year when the Green Bay Packers played the Buffalo Bills, it was late in September and I was not ready. I did not show up prepared. It was, I believe, 8 degrees Celsius uh, come game time was wearing layers on layers, so I can only imagine what these Packers fans are going to be going through on Sunday, but it's going to be a showdown, obviously, when it comes to Packers-Bears. The rivalry is still strong, so it's going to be a great game. I'm sure of it. Green Bay can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Los, Andre Los Angeles Rams loss against the Cowboys, so... Let's see. Let's see if the Green Bay Packers can do it. Chicago also trying to keep their playoff hopes alive with a win, um, but a tough spot to play in in Green Bay. Chicago is used to the cold, though, so it should be another classic cold game between the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears. I'm going to go with the Packers, obviously, because I love them so much, and Aaron Rodgers is going to put on a show, as he does always, against the Chicago Bears. Move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Detroit. 
Uh, I got to give this one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They could go, they can improve to 500 on the season. Uh, they're currently six and seven, but with a win, we'll go seven and seven. Detroit, uh, it's just a terrible season for them out there in uh, Michigan. So uh, yeah, going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on with the Sunday one o'clock games, we have New England obviously traveling to the Cincinnati Bengals. Easy dub for the Patriots, even though. They were trying to cheat and see uh, their <laughs> Cincinnati's play calling and all that stuff. But all jokes aside, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I don't know why they had to do that. Like, who who, who approved that? Who put the guys on the plane, sent them out to Ohio, and said, hey, uh, go into the press box and film these Cincinnati Bengals um, sidelines? Who, who approved of that? I, I just really want – I'm curious to know who did that. And I don't know why you have to spy on the worst team in the NFL this year. They're 1-11 on the season. I, I just don't get it. I, anyways, whatever. Moving on. Last uh, 1 o'clock game is a battle between the Seattle Seahawks traveling to the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think the Seahawks will easily win this game. Carolina struggling, interim head coach. So, who knows? Maybe Carolina could upset, but... I don't think that's going to be possible. Book it for the Seattle Seahawks. Another win on the season. Trying to keep pace with the San Francisco 49ers. We got quite a few um, 4 o'clock games. Sunday, 4 p.m. We have the Minnesota Vikings traveling to L.A. Hoping the Chargers play with a hungry mentality and upset the Vikings as um, the Minnesota Vikings are nipping at the heels of NFC North division leader the Green Bay Packers, but I think the Minnesota Vikings will get this done. They'll heavily rely on Dalvin Cook, and uh, it's not a 1 o'clock game. It's a 4 o'clock game, so we'll see how Kirk Cousins performs against the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Derwin James, my boy. Hopefully you get an interception off Kirk Cousins. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Oakland. Final game being played in Oakland as the team will have a new home next season when they become the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, play in that beautiful new stadium that's opening up in Las Vegas. Sad news I'm going to miss um, early in the NFL seasons where the Raiders would have to play on the half grass, half dirt field out there in Oakland. I'm sure the place is going to be electric. I'm sure the fans are going to be wild. Um. So yeah, uh, sad news. I'm I'm gonna be uh, very sad at the end of this game for sure. And uh, you know what? I have to go with Oakland at home. You gotta do it for the fans there, Derek Carr. You have to do it there, John Gruden, for the fans. Um, I sh I say the the Raiders should storm the field after the uh, after the game. You know, just take it all in. I'm sure. If I was an Oakland Raiders fan, I would try to rip up a piece of the stadium grass and keep it in my house. So, you know what, Raiders fans, storm the field for your beloved team that you are losing. Go Raiders. Moving on, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Final game for potentially Larry Fitzgerald, the wide receiver, the veteran wide receiver out there in Arizona. A lot of uh, news coming out of uh, Odell Beckham as he doesn't want to be a part of the Cleveland Browns anymore. Um, so 
let's see. That's not going to affect the game, but uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I think they should have a dominant affair. Hopefully, Freddie Kitchens, his play calling has been horrendous this year, but hopefully he can get Nick Chubb right as I have my um, fantasy football um, semifinals that I really want to win and win the championship and win the pot of money that comes with it. So go Nick Chubb and go Cleveland Browns. To wrap up the 4 o'clock games, we have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I think this is an easy dub, get-right dub, um, momentum dub for the San Francisco 49ers. I know they are dealing with a lot of injuries, but, however, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the job done out there in the Bay Area. The Sunday, oh no, this is also a 4 o'clock game. Sorry, folks. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Jerry World to face off against Dallas. Can the Rams continue their hot streak against the struggling Dallas Cowboys? Philly and them boys both sit atop the uh, NFC East with a record of 6-7 and seven on the year. Who's going to win it? Who's going to be atop the NFC East by the end of this week? Um, I believe it's going to be Philly. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I know I need the Rams to lose for the Packers to win, but with the way Dallas is struggling on offense and on defense, I, I just don't know how they're going to pull it off. But we'll see. I'm hoping that they pull off an upset or a get-right game against the Rams, but then you'd have to hear about Weedem boys all week long out there in Dallas. Sunday night, Probably one of the best Sunday nighters that I am looking forward to all of season long. This game got flexed about two weeks ago. We have the Buffalo Bills in primetime traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game should be electric. I hope the Bills fans travel well to Pittsburgh. And uh, this team features both current AFC wildcard teams as they face off against each other. Oh, man. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Let's go, Bills Mafia. Go into Pittsburgh and show that you have the better defense uh, compared to the Pittsburgh defense that has been stellar. Josh Allen, maybe just have a fucking career game as uh, you want to continue as the fifth seed out there in the AFC playoffs. Go, Bills, go. I'm riding with the momentum. Let's go, Bills. I'm hot. Let's go. Ah, fuck it. Let's go. And to wrap up week 15, we have to finish off on Monday night at 8 p.m. with the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Dome to face off the New Orleans Saints. Um, bounce back game for the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to win this uh, really easily. Indianapolis Colts, just, a, just an unfortunate season, you know, with uh, Andrew Luck retiring. Jacoby Brissett trying to fill in a bunch of injuries across the board for the Colts. Um, so, you know what? I think it just gets even worse with a loss in a tough environment against the Saints. That's going to do with the NFL for us. But we have a little UFC action. Like I said, probably the card of the year. We're just going to talk about the main card. To start, we have a bantamweight fight between Peter Yan. 13 and 1 all time record versus the California kid Uriah Faber 35 and 10 all time career record. I'm going to go with Uriah Faber here. I uh, 
I have a soft spot for this little guy. Uh, I love the way he fights. And uh, yeah, let's go to Uriah, the, my boy. Let's go. California kid, 35 and 10, about to be 36 and 10. Another bantamweight fight between Marlon Marais. Hope I'm saying that right. He has a record of 22 wins, 6 losses, and 1, um, I guess, draw. I don't know the terminology. Sorry, I'm not as proficient uh, in the UFC as I am in the NFL. But he is, however, taking on Jose Aldo with a career record of 28 wins and 5 losses. And uh, I don't know if you all have seen Jose Aldo of late. He's moved down a weight class. Um, he was, um, I believe, I believe featherweight. No, sorry. But he moved down a weight class, however, and he cut a bunch of weight, and he just looks like shit. He really just looks like he looks very skinny in the face. He looks kind of like he's sick. You know, it's just weird and... Uh, Ugh, I, I, he looks like shit. So uh, Marlon Marais versus Jose Aldo. I, th I have to go with Jose Aldo here. Um, you know, he hasn't looked like himself. He did fight Alexander Volkanovsky um, in his last fight, and he just got dominated. So hopefully uh, Jose Aldo can come back and win, get his confidence back, and uh, win a bantamweight fight. Moving on to the women's bantamweight fight. This is also a title fight between Amanda Nunez, 18 wins, 4 losses, and against Germaine de Grandami. Hope I'm saying that. Randami? I don't know. She is 9-3. and three. She lost to Amanda Nunez last time these two ladies faced off against each other. And I think it's just going to go the same way. Amanda Nunez, uh, two-time champ, is going to continue her domination on the UM, uh, on the women's UFC circuit. So go Amanda Nunez. I think she's going to win this. The featherweight title fight co-main event between Max Holloway, my boy, 21 wins, four losses all time, taking on Alexander Volkanovsky, 20 wins, one loss. Alexander Volkanovsky, dominant fashion over Jose Aldo last time those two fight fought, but... Max Holloway has just a, been a beast in the featherweight division. So I think he's going to continue his uh, winning ways and defend his belt. Max Holloway, let's go, brother. Let's do it. And then moving on to the main event, the welterweight title fight between Kamaru Usman, 15 wins, one loss, and Colby Covington, same record as Usman. Um... 15 wins, one loss, but fuck Colby. He is such a chooch um, with his Instagram videos, with his models, and with his arm draped around them, and his stupid belt across his shoulder, just looking like a big old chooch doing his Instagram ads. And he's a fucking Trump supporter, so fuck that guy. Colby Covington, fuck you from the Up North trip, and uh, I hope you lose. I hope uh, Kamaru Usman dominates you knocks you out and uh puts you in the bottom of the welterweight division fuck you colby i really don't want to see this guy win the main event and become the champ so all the best to you kamaru and uh, let's get this dub so that's the main card that's my attempt at predicting the ufc 
like I said, I'm not that well versed in the UFC, but I love going out uh, to the bars and watching it with my boys. Uh, I have a couple of friends that are really into the UFC, so they they love it. And you know what? It's becoming a passion of mine watching the UFC. Uh, even the uh, the fight nights on uh, ESPN, the free ones, I I'll sit down and watch that. So it, it's growing on me, and it's it's always it's always fun to see two uh, men or women kick the shit out of each other for um you know 25 minutes so that's gonna do it here for us on the preview show of week 15 in the nfl all the best to everyone this weekend uh and uh yeah we'll see you next week to recap all the action of week 15 in the nfl so i appreciate you guys tuning in listening and sharing the pod and uh like i said uh, i'll see you next week peace out